to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, here are back at another episode of the podcast with Carl and Brower via computer. We are not traveling this week. Well, at least I'm not. How are you, Lauren? I'm doing great. I'm here in very cold Buffalo, New York. Okay, don't tell me about it. <laughs> I'm doing well. I think everyone's relatively cold, right? It's 50s, been 50s at night in LA and it's 50s in uh, Miami for you, Javier, but I don't think Lauren wants to hear that in, from no, Buffalo. 50 so. is, no, 50 either. sounds wonderful. That's like shorts weather right now. <laughs> and last week, we were supposed to be in Detroit for the awards, for the announcement of the winners, and we couldn't. Well, I couldn't. I was busy with something else. The ceremony was kind of, uh, I mean, the ceremony was in life, but it was not anything like it was before. So we want to catch up a little bit with one of the winners, Jessica Finney from Honda. How are you, Jessica? Good. Good, thanks. Um, I'm here in Carl's side of the world here, you know, cool 50s at night, 70 during the day over the weekend. So. Oh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, life is good here at Honda. We are extremely thrilled and very honored uh, to have Civic named North American Car of the Year. So thank you so much for, for naming Civic that. We are very, very excited. Yeah, the only sad part that we couldn't share it in person, right? Like, yeah. hey, were you there? Like, was someone from Honda was there? I believe, right? Yes, we did have our um, Detroit representative there, uh, Lynn Seeley, who lives in Detroit, and then we had our one of our regional zone managers there in person. But yeah, it, it was a it was sad not to be there in person. And thinking back to the the days of when we would have Nias there, right? And it was January, and we were all cold together. In Kobo, I do I do miss that moment, but um, I did watch the live stream and clapped very loudly. <laughs> so uh, so I was there in spirit. Well, that's great. You know, you guys have won so a lot Civic of awards. Been... You guys have won a lot of awards, including exactly. Civic in the past, yes. correct? Yes. So this was Civic's third time winning um, car of the year, and it's actually uh, the most awarded car um, ever. So, I, or no other car has been awarded more. I think actually Corvette is tied with three. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely gotten a lot of awards. We won uh, Accord two years ago and then a Ridgeline a couple times. So we feel very lucky to have been honored by the, the jurors there for several Honda models. So let's go back a little bit to what we're thinking when we voted. Carl, do you want to share how your voting was in the car category? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was an interesting category this year when you have someone like Lucid, who a year earlier, actually probably three to four months earlier, most people had never heard of in this country. Uh, and still most people probably haven't really heard of them. And then you had the Golf, but only the GTI and the um, Golf R versions because they're not going to sell the mainstream Golf here anymore. And I thought both those cars were interesting compare contrast to the Civic in that one is a brand new vehicle that's very expensive and most people won't even be able to afford and there's not going to produce that many for a while. And the other was a is a subset of the parent model which they're not selling in this country probably because they can't make enough money except on the more expensive performance versions. And then here comes Civic with, you know, as wide of opportunities as ever between the body styles and the trim levels including the Type R that's coming uh, soon. Um so it just kind of speaks to the car industry and the cars within the car industry specifically how they're slowly but surely losing marketing share to uh, trucks uh, market share to trucks and suvs but the civic remains this kind of you know 
stalwart uh, uh, representative of the traditional car. And I think we'll have a healthy future ahead of it in spite of the market share shift toward trucks and SUVs that most other companies and most other car models are struggling with. Yeah, I share completely your, your opinion. And then little details in, in that car, for example, very small, but to me, what's super, very cool to, to see it, that little panel in the front console, which is like a honey... A honeycomb, um, yeah. Honeycomb, yeah. <laughs> that is metal. That little thing, I mean, it's, it doesn't make the car, but it makes the car different. So those kind of things really... In, 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 they make that the full car an amazing vehicle. And uh, Lauren, I think you share the same ideas, right? Yeah, I, I think that uh, the Civic is really well done. I love the new honeycomb grill for the vents and, and the little, I guess, levers or controls. Uh, this the whole thing was it looks better, it is better. I think it's a big improvement. So Jessica, obviously this car was developed uh, at least in the later part of the process during the pandemic. How have things changed or how do you guys been working during these times? And now you've proven that you can make a, a, a the best car <laughs> under these conditions. Yeah. I mean, thank you again for the comments. And I feel like I saw another juror uh, say if, every automaker would be jealous to have this type of car in their lineup or want a Civic in their lineup. And, and we feel very, again, uh, fortunate to have committed to, you know, continue to make small cars. Uh, as I think Carl mentioned, there's obviously a huge shift to SUVs and trucks and we Civic see it in our sales as well. But, you know, customers still do want a, a good quality uh, car. There's still a segment of the population with that wants that and Civic definitely feels that niche with a sedan, a hatchback variant, an SI variant, and then, of course, a Type R coming later. And I love that both uh, Lauren and Carl mentioned those details that, you know, no longer is a compact car a penalty box, right? It's not the car that you have to settle for. Um, an entry Civic costs $22,000, and it's extremely well-equipped and has those wonderful interior details, drives amazing, has top-notch safety, and gets great fuel economy. So it really hits, checks the boxes for a lot of customers. Uh, the biggest thing I'd say in the pandemic that we're seeing, and it is it is related to COVID, is just supply chain. I mean, every single Civic that hits a dealer lot right now is sold or pre-sold or sold within a day. Um, we just cannot make enough of them right now and get them out to customers. So um, that's probably the biggest challenge we're finding is just trying to make enough Civics to satisfy demand. And uh, you have other models coming, obviously, in 2022. Mm -hmm. you, last week, you sent a teaser about the new HRV, which I believe now is the most popular model in the lineup, right? Um, HRV uh, set a record this past year for 2021. Um, it's climbing up as one of our better selling models. CRV is still our top selling model, which oh, is an SUV. CRV is our best selling model, but but HRV for being a relative newcomer, it's still in its first generation here, has quickly become one of our, our more popular cars. It's sm smaller than CRV. Um, but that, yes, we released, a, I think, a very attractive teaser of what the new model is going to look like, and that's introducing this year. And we dubbed 2022 the year of the crossover. So if you can think of 2021 was year of the Civic. <laughs> we're, we're pivoting here in 2022, and we have the HRV coming out. We have a new CRV coming out, which again is our best-selling model, followed by an all-new Pilot that's coming out. So our 
our entire SUV lineup will essentially be all new or refreshed this coming year. And then following that, we are introducing an all new Accord. So it will be quite a busy year. Oh, and don't forget, of course, Type R is coming uh, this year as well. Looking forward to that for sure, because that car is a blast. Yes. And if you've seen any of the cool camoed images we've been putting out there, um, it has those great looks that the hatchback gets. It's a little bit more, I'd say, less extreme looking. So, um, I mean, I haven't seen it under the camo, but just from the lines and everything I can see, it, it looks great. And it's, you know, seeing it rip around the track, you can't get enough of that footage. You just want to keep watching it. Yeah. Well, you want to <laughs> drive it is what the difference mm-hmm. is. <laughs> yep. So, Jessica, you just tell us, tell us about the old new models, but I didn't hear much about electrification, hybrids, or any other type of uh, powertrains. What can you share? What's coming up in that area? Yes. So electrification is very much on our minds, like every other uh, automaker out there. Uh, With this past year in 2021, we actually had record sales of our electrified vehicles, which included the Insight Hybrid, Accord Hybrid, and CRV Hybrid. And we sold about 110,000 of those uh, combined units. And we're currently number two in hybrid share. So hybrid is, is very important to us. We see that as the pathway to full electrification that our future BEV customers will be our current hybrid customers. So with that new CRV coming next year and Accord, we're looking at significantly increasing our hybrid volume. So right now, CRV is about 15% hybrid, and we're looking to take that up to 50% hybrid. And considering that car is about a 250, 300,000 unit vehicle, um, that's a pretty big hybrid jump and same with Accord. So we're very much looking at increasing our, our hybrid volume. And then in 2024, uh, which is not too far off, uh, we'll be introducing an all new Honda SUV called the Prologue and then an Acura SUV as well um, that are full electric and uh, will be quite high volume for customers as well. So we're we're preparing for that that big transition too. Uh, the one that makes us more exciting excited is the Type R, right, Carl? <laughs> I'm sure you're like waiting for the opportunity to drive that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just exciting again. Not only that there's going to be a new Civic, there is a new Civic with all the different trim levels, but there's including a Type R trim level because you know. Jessica, we know this takes R&D. You can't just make an all-new car and then make different versions of a car, including a relatively low-volume Type R version, without spending some money as a company. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of companies have just, as we've talked about, walked away from cars in general and certainly mm-hmm. specialized versions of cars, which are lower volume uh, in particular. So mm-hmm. um, it's just a statement of a real commitment by Honda to that brand, that model, uh, that concept, the concept of a compact car, mm-hmm. uh, which, like you said, there are maybe fewer people that want those than they did at one time, but there's not nobody that wants them. There still is a, uh, a market share. And I, I consider it similar to minivans, right? Minivans were mm-hmm. a million units a year once upon a time and a growing vibrant segment that everyone jumped into. Now we're down to below 200,000, but the Odyssey is still there because it's one of the strongest players in that category. So uh, Honda has a good habit of, mm-hmm. of staking out a claim in a category. And even if the category shrinks, they continue to still do relatively well. It's just everyone else who uh, has to bail out because they can't sell enough. (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely always very smart, I'd say, in our decision making that way, where to your point, Odyssey, there still is a market and a customer who 
you know, a three row SUV isn't going to satisfy their cargo and, and family needs and passenger hauling needs. So a minivan is important to them. And yeah, we're committed to that market and really trying to provide the best entrant there with Odyssey. And what I love about Type R is I feel like that's Honda's spirit right there. I mean, we are full of passionate engineers. We love to race and to see the company still developing, to your point, Carl, a full Type R, which isn't just a let's throw a wing on it and call it a hatch and it's a Civic Type R. I mean, it's a fully developed vehicle. It just shows that there's this this passion here at Honda for performance and um, we really take it to the fullest And that I think also will show unique value when we introduced our full electric models that, you know, hopefully we will stand out in the market because you'll remember that we are the company that makes the Type R that makes the Civic. And so that will put our products in a different, you know, perspective uh, when everyone's products kind of will be somewhat similar when they're powered by, uh, you know, EV technology. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say before, thank you for keeping the manual transmission. (laughs) uh, Also, I wanted to congratulate Honda in general for winning that uh, Formula One trophy. Yes. Um, That was awesome. We didn't mention, and Lauren was very excited about it too. I'm a huge Max Verstappen fan. We are (laughs) big F1 fans here, so it was really, really awesome to, uh, to watch and so glad that Lewis Hamilton didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was really exciting and right. Wasn't it so fitting? It came down to the last race, the last lap, pretty much. Literally the last second, <laughs> yeah. literally. Mm-hmm. That was wild. That was really yeah. fabulous. Yeah, it was an exciting way to end in Formula One. And we're, you know, we're still towing next year. We're going to have a little badging on the car. It's still our engines. But, you know, it was an exciting way to kind of close out that chapter of Formula One. And, and uh, yeah, and like, like you said, you know, you always kind of want to see a new champion there. Lewis has had quite a, quite a number of them. So it was nice to see Max there on the top yep. of the podium. Oh, Max deserves it. He, that guy drives. He's such an amazing driver. He's come a long mm-hmm. way. Huge Max yeah. for stuff. We talk about this, uh, Carl and I, because we're both car, car racing fans. <laughs> so uh, congratulations again, and thank you for your time. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about awards for Honda coming years because when you just uh, shared with us about that new product coming up, I think you're going to be out there with competing for the awards again. Yeah. I mean, we'd love to, uh, you know, get out there again. We'll have the HRV and the CRV and pilot that should all be within NACTOY competition. So we'll look forward to getting you guys behind the wheel and hopefully we'll be returning and, and getting that beautiful, very heavy trophy again next year. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations to you and to your team. I know it's not just one person. I know it's a team and all the guys that are in Ohio that do all the work and research and, and also, of course, in Japan. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. And thank you for having me today. Thank you. Thank you, You're Carl. Welcome. I hope to see you soon. Lauren, the same thing. Yep. And uh, hopefully the, the trips will come yeah. back next oh, month. <laughs> they will be. And of course, you can follow um, Carl and Javier and myself on YouTube, on all forms of social media. Check out our Facebook page, Total Car Score. And we will answer your questions and look forward to getting your comments. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com.